welcome to another edition of the Mighty Sports Minute. I am your host, Talon Taylor, and the Mighty Sports Minute is under some rebranding. Pretty soon, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to start calling this the Talent Show. It is scorching 90-something degree day here in South Florida. One of them days that feels like it's 101 but you know what we say, regardless of what this weather is like, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So let's start talking. There's a lot to get into today. And when I say a lot, I mean a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. You, you would think it's kind of funny for what's considered a slow period in the NBA or in sports in general actually has a ton of action going on. We have moves going on left and right in the NBA. We have players getting suspended left and right. <laughs> you know, in the NFL, we have the 4th of July weekend coming up. We got we got female coaches in the summer league. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> and we got New York Knicks and Phil Jackson just what looks like to be whiff after whiff after swinging a miss, swinging a miss, swinging a miss. So we're just going to get right into it. We're going to start it off at the first formation. We're going to call this segment the roll call. As we get into these free agencies today, everybody's on the move. Everybody, well, it's just everybody's on the move, but you see the money just flying out there. And when I say the money is flying out there, the money is flying out there. The, the first day alone was ridiculous. You know, we had we had Draymond Green re-signing. We had we had oh, man. <laughs> I don't even know if I could really even go through them all in order, but I don't have to. That's the thing about it. I don't have to tell you what who signed on day one. Who cares who signed on day one, unless you just really, 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 really want to know. But I'm I'm watching these guys go. All these guys sign. Kawhi Leonard, five years, ninety million dollars. I'm like, okay. But that works for them. It works for San Antonio. It works for them in the San Antonio Spurs. Because Tim Duncan is willing to do and can we can we give kudos? Just a little bit of kudos to Tim Duncan for always being the consummate professional because listen, end of the day, I think he just wants to be the greatest <laughs> the greatest power forward ever. Literally the greatest power forward ever, unequivocally, you know, without without doubt, without without anybody even being able to say, wait, but you know, there no, I think he really wants to go on as as that best power forward ever because he just keeps doing all the right things. He already has five rings, he's made millions, and you know what he says? Let me to continue winning, and I don't know if it, maybe this is what David Robinson did, and this is just the kind of culture what he just kind of picked up on. Well, this is just him in personal and just what San Antonio has always been doing. But for him to say, I'm going to take my pay cut so that this next batch of guys can be successful. And these next batch of guys can be could be multi hundred million, you know, hundred millionaires. Yeah, I, 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 I tip my hat. To Tim Duncan and, and San Antonio as a whole, and I'm even going to talk a little bit more of how I want to tip my hat to San Antonio, because every time I, I think about San Antonio, it it makes my insides tingle because they really are that model franchise. And as a Knicks fan, 
There's nothing I want more. And I used to hate the San Antonio Spurs, too, because of how badly they did the Knicks in that final, by the way, when we didn't have Patrick Ewan in there to help up, to help Marcus Camby. But that's a different story of disdain and heartache. We ain't going to get into that today. It's the 4th of July weekend, and we're in a celebratory mood. So we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate Damian Lillard. Congratulations on his new max contract as they start investing into their future. Five years, 120 mil. Anthony Davis gets five years, 140. See, that was the big one. Like, when I saw that contract, that's when I knew that this free agency was going to be special. So maybe I should have started with Anthony Davis because Anthony's, Anthony Davis signing and what New Orleans did, I think, kind of just set the stage. Well, you know what? Everybody, I don't know if everybody already would, had their plans or was kind of thinking about doing it, but that contract told me that not only were they obviously planning for the future, but everybody was going to sign players this year, get them locked up, and prepare <laughs> for these salary cap jumps. Like, like LeBron James may be one of the few, and I, and I hate saying anything positive about LeBron James, Maybe, you know, and, and whoever's following his guideline, maybe one, maybe some of only the few smart people in this league, and Dwayne Wade is not considered one of them, by the way, where, <laughs> where they're doing these one-on-ones. Really, I think it's only LeBron really doing it. Well, they're doing it. He's doing this one-on-one, preparing for the next salary cap jump and the next salary cap jump. Because when he's going to get his 20 mil this year or whatever's left over after the Cavs sign all these guys, then he's going to get... His money this year. But more importantly, after all these guys are nice and secure and he's realized, okay, I got shunk for five years. Is it shunk for five years? No, 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 no. Let me back up just a tidbit. Where is your name at, Shumpert? He has shunk for four years. <laughs> no, he has love for five years, if I'm not mistaken. You know, and then he already has, he already has Kyrie Irving there. They, so you can see how they're set in their stage. And then LeBron is like, okay, I'm, I held your feet to the fire this year. You took care of these guys. And I'm going to get my money this year. I'm going to get my, my 40 mil next year. And then I'm going to get my 50 mil a year after that. Oh, yeah, he's doing it. But, yeah, Anthony Davis. Yeah, when I saw his contract, I just knew. I automatically knew that they, there was going to be massive amounts of money being thrown out there this year. What hurt is that the Knicks can't get anybody to throw that money out to. <laughs> theory. In speaking. Or in theory, I should say. Because what they're doing isn't half bad. But it isn't half good either. Get back into that. Because they, they lose out. Like And like I said, maybe that's what, what, what was pissing me off initially. As Because remember that the last show, I broke down of who I kind of thought that the Knicks should get. And, and I threw names out there that I thought that... that it was real simple. I looked at all the unrestricted free agents because those are the, those are the guys obviously that are gonna come off the board first or should come off the bo- the board first. Like this, this 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 deal where they're offering, where I think they said they're gonna offer a restricted free agent a salary and and see if the team matches. Well, duh. We have to remember with, with restricted free agency money. I didn't go into detail about that the last show. Is that. You want to get all your unrestricted people out of the way first because these are the guys that you can make moves on now. If you talk to restricted free agents, then basically you tie up potential money. So you don't want to tie up money when you're trying to go spend money because then you're looking like, oh, 
you already have this obligated, you have that obligated, you have that. Ob- it, it looks like obligations. So if you obligate yourself for 20 mil, you can't go out and even sign somebody for 10 mil, even if you know that they are definitely there. Because now you have to wait for that other team to go through their process. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bass backwards way of, of thinking if you ever thought that you should go after one of them, any restricted free agent first. Which is hence why the guys like, like, like Reggie Jackson are still kind of just off in the whim out there because he's a restricted free agent. And we haven't heard much about him yet because he's probably... After all of this is said and done, and we're talking about now point guards and stuff, that are, are these point guards are a few more dynamic players that need to start signing with their teams or make a decision if they're going to play out this last year of the contract or start going full-term or, or long-term deals. Yeah, Reggie Jackson is one of them names. And, I, and if I'm Reggie Jackson, I think he should bet on himself. But we're not even going to go into that yet. But if Reggie Jackson is the player that I think he is, he should definitely bet on himself. He's going to get a massive payday. But, yeah, it's hurt. it hurts as a Knicks fan as I'm watching all of these swings and misses happen. You know, Greg Monroe. Greg Monroe. And, 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 maybe, and maybe that one hurt more than anything. Because as I was breaking down the show and I'm looking at the Brooke Lopez. I did mention Brooke Lopez. Something that's kind of breaking news. Derek, they're not talking to Derek Williams. I like Derrick Williams. I think that he can be cheap. They also talk, the Knicks are also talking to Corey Brewer. Now, so they so they lose out on Greg Monroe, and I thought he was gonna be an easy catch, because why a lot of people don't know about Greg Monroe. If you don't know about Greg Monroe, then that means you aren't the basketball fan that you think that you are. To not know about Greg Monroe, Greg Monroe is a baller. <laughs> like Greg Monroe is offensively probably a top ten power forward. So if you don't, so if some people don't know him, that means you. That means you really only care about the stars that are being fed to you on a on a nightly basis, and and you follow them and the few words that are being spoken about basketball on the television, and you consider yourself. This great basketball expert slash fan. Because if Monroe snuck upon you, then I'm, I'm sorry. Then, then you just have blinders on because you, you haven't been paying attention to the NBA for the last three, four years. You've just been focused on LeBron James and the Miami Heat. But I said, once again, this is a celebratory show. I, I don't want to get into that. So as these and how can I put this? As these free agents really, really start to move, I guess what I realized is the lure of the garden is not quite there. It's not there anymore, and it's mainly because we're not winning. But it's but it's not. Nobody wants to go to a losing team or a team that looks like they're struggling. Like. I'm not going to talk about that. Stay with my Knicks. Stay with these Knicks. Nobody wants to go to a team that's struggling. But the, the complete allure of the garden isn't gone. It isn't, it isn't just vanished. Because if it vanished, then guys like Iman Shumpert wouldn't be famous. Yes. Let that soak in. Because Knicks fans know about Iman Shumpert. Who knew about Shump? Before he went 
to the Cavs. How many of you can say that? Honestly. Or who knew about him only because he played in New York? Let, let, me, let me rephrase that. How many of you only knew about Iman Shumpert? Shump, the starter of the Knicks tape. Yeah, we'll give him kudos. This is part of the reason why why Knicks fans absolutely adore him. I'm thinking too. Like, he came there and he started and and he started this this buzz. He came. I'm a Shumper, not for nothing. Kept up his end of the the um the bargain, the process. He came in. He came into the league as a defender, and all they've ever talked about him as an elite, as the only skill that he has in a, as on an elite level is his defense. His shooting has been, eh. Even his finishes at the rim are, eh. I've never seen a guy that, <laughs> I love him to death, I really do. But having J.R. Smith as a role model is just horrible. But, but having a J.R. Smith as a role model for fun, oh yeah. <laughs> Listen, as much as I would, like, J.R. Smith is that friend that you have that nobody wants to be around for a really long time but when you get that dude into like the party situation or he comes out for the house party like you all you guys all love him he just brings that energy there <laughs> you know like, like nobody nobody's looking up to him but they all love you know like, that's, that's that friend the friend that nobody looks up to but they all just kind of love to have around you know like nobody's listening to him for advice nobody's no nobody's nobody's taking anything that he says serious i guess i guess i'm not describing myself i don't think i am people come to me for advice okay Maybe this doesn't quite apply to me. I'm sorry. I'm seeing some similarities here between me and, between me and Smith. So, yeah, Shump got a buzz, a huge buzz, for being in New York. So while the Lamarcus Ardridge of the world, and let's just say your top tier players, the Lamarcus Aldridge, the LeBron James, the Derrick, the 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 the, the Darren Williams, the Dwayne Wade's, the Kevin Durant's. Yes, New York. Unless you're good, look at whiffing on all of those guys, because nobody wants to be the loser in New York, which is why I am still giving praise to not only. Stoudemire slightly, but definitely to Camilla Anthony for sticking it out. I listen. I, I told you last. Year, I didn't hear him talk about he wanted to trade. I didn't talk. I didn't hear any him talk about that he wanted to leave. I heard some upsetness about the move they made at draft day. And right now, I could still even I could still even seeing him being upset at the lack of moves they've been able to do during free agency. Because. When you're talking about the pieces of the puzzle and the pie that he that he needed around him, yeah, they're falling short of guys that that they can really get that helps. I'm sorry. Aaron to follow. It's supposed to help. I see. This this is my problem. How many times are you gonna keep hiring former Denver players for that he couldn't win with? For him to play with again. Can we stop this? At some point in time, we have to see that not only did he leave Denver because he just want he wanted to come back home and he wanted the market of New York to 
explode his stardom because it can still do that for you you know you think that your brand is great guess what new york will make it greater he left probably because there were players that he just couldn't win with but yeah you keep bringing them back and back and back i don't i don't get it i i, I don't get it but yeah, I'm watching these guys fly. I'm watching all these moves happen. You know, DeAndre Jordan still sitting out there. David West wants to play for a contender. Aldridge is flying all over the country, you know, being suited by every single person that, that he sees. Like, he, he just wants to, like, you know what he is? He's that girl that goes to the gym, right? Look, look, looking cute. As ever goes out purposely looking extra dolled up and cute, but doesn't want anybody to talk to them. Just you know, doesn't want anybody to really talk to them. Just did it for for the compliments for that day. Just wanted to go out there and just be complimented, you know, and just have people look like, oh, oh, oh. But at the end of the day, they're rejecting everybody. And he's probably gonna stay. Actually, I don't even know that. I really don't, because you know what I am noticing. Why is everybody running from Portland? That's what something I wanted. I wanted that because, yeah, Damian Lillard gets locked up, but Lamarcus Aldridge wants is thinking about moving. But guess who did leave? Brooke Lopez is gone, definitely gone. Either L.A. or to New York. Now, guess what? For a guy like Brooke Lopez, you know what that does? That does help him. <laughs> I'm sorry, not Brooke Lopez, Robin Lopez. I apologize. That does help Robin Lopez. It helps. That will let help explode his game. If he goes to any one of these two places, and if you don't know about Robin Lopez or the Lopez brothers, then once again, you've just been under a rock for almost the last 10 years. You know? <laughs> for, but, yeah, man. People are running out of Portland. And, 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 it's not being, and it's not being mentioned. Wesley Matthew runs out of Portland, goes to Dallas, as Dallas starts to put, put together their pieces. Marcus Aldridge is running out of there. Robin Lopez is running out of there. And who are they holding on to that's going to help Damian Lillard? Like, think, no, seriously, think about this. As, as, we're, as we're running, because, like, and maybe that's what I should do as I'm, as I'm running down to some of these teams. Like, I told you about Kyle, Kawhi Leonard and the San Antonio Spurs, and I touched on them a little bit. So, yeah, let me, let me touch on that, that next big contract. That five-year, 120. Why is everybody running out of Portland? It's going to be interesting to see if LaMarcus Aldridge doesn't re-sign with Portland, if Portland is even a playoff team next year. And, and that's going to say a lot more about maybe that's a, the strength of the West as we see Phoenix beefing back up, Dallas trying to beef back up, Houston still, remember Houston is still there, Golden State Warriors are still there, Oklahoma City should be healthy next year, LA Clippers are, <laughs> yeah. Listen, Damien, like, Damien Lillard put out a tweet earlier saying the grass may not always be green on the other side. He shouldn't be using words that, make, that, that may offend people and make them run. Instead, he should be using words that kind of says, hey, come home. <laughs> come back home. Because this West is brutal. And me and Batum may not be enough to do it all. Talk about the grass is green a little. 
you know, you may not want to put your foot in your mouth because, yeah, that may be applying to you. You may be taking Aldridge for granted. Like, you need to be begging him back. You're losing bodies in Portland. Anthony Davis locked up. Five years, 145 mil. That's about all I can say about New Orleans right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> you lost the Brooklyn boy to the Clippers. What's his name? The Blowmaster. Sean Livingston. Not Sean Livingston. Fudge. Fudge. You know who I'm thinking about, too. I mean, me and the boys were just having a conversation about them, about this guy. Because we had him in the category. And, you know what? I don't even have to remember his name right now. Because, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm going to remember him when I start, when I, when I bring this up a little bit later. Just remember when I talked about this, about me and these boys, me and my boys having a conversation about him and Green. Draymond Green. That is, being kind of the same... DNA or makeup of guy. But I can't say much about New Orleans after that. Like, I, I haven't heard much more about them. I haven't seen much more about them. All I know is that they've re-signed Anthony Davis and they have a new head coach. Where's the improvement of the team? Where's the additions to help them get better? Was Robin Lopez in Portland last year? I think he was. He wasn't in New Orleans. He was in Portland. I'm, just, I'm not even going to second guess that. Doran Drogic resigns for five years and 90 mil. On top of that, Dwayne Wade comes back. Which, listen, we thought, listen, don't, listen, Miami fans, <laughs> they tell you that. I can, and I'm going to tell you this. One of the best things that I do love, that I do like, is being a Knicks fan or being a New Yorker in South Florida. I'm being a fan of all these New York teams in South Florida because we get to do this battling all the time. Like some of my best friends or Heat fans, Dolphins fans, Marlins fans, you know, some of my best friends are, are Mets. Like, I'm going to give you my order. I am a Knicks fan, Jets fan, Yankees fan. Those, those, those are my three teams. I know it doesn't make sense, but some people tell me it doesn't make sense. I think I've already mentioned this before. It's not supposed to make sense. It's who I like. But, so, when the, when the Knicks and the Heat go at it, you know, I, I, I get to reap the benefits of that. So, I also, I've been watching them sweat as they had no clue what Dwayne Wade was going to do. And, Dwayne Wade, listen, Dwayne Wade did what he was supposed to do. He got a one-year, $20 million deal. I'm sorry, that's $10 million more than I think any other team would have given him out there. And that's definitely $4 million more than he actually deserves. Like, listen, they are paying him back. But they're doing it as wisely as possible. Because they do it for one year. And now you don't have to lock him up for a long period of time. Because you don't think that he has a long period left in him. And then, next year, when you're really looking to sign people, you can always tell him... Listen, if you get Durant, you can tell him, listen, we don't need to sign you back for this big money. Or, if you get Durant, this is going to be enough money to still give him another $20 million. Like, who knows? But it leaves, the, it leaves Miami with all these possibilities as now you have Durant Dragic, right? And you have Dwayne Wade, but you don't need Dwayne Wade. You have Winslow. And if Winslow is smart, listen, I'm telling you, Winslow is the only reason I'm even interested in, in Miami right now. 
Not for nothing. As much as I do hate Miami, Miami consistently drafts players that I have a high interest in. And I think Winslow is going to be that guy that's going to be that's going to keep my interest in Miami again for the next five to ten years, especially when he has so many good mentors out there. You know, Miami's going to now have and we're just talking about they're starting five. Possibly. Did Luar Deng resign with them? Hmm. I'm going to have to look that up. But you get Drogic and you get Winslow. And yes, I'm putting Winslow in. And you know what? Maybe not. Tell me, see, and if Luar Deng is there, Luar Deng has been injured prone, I think, these last couple of years, too. Struggling to give you consistent minutes. So, let's see. We're talking about Drogic, we're talking about Whiteside, and we're talking about Bosch. That's your point guard, that's your power forward, that's your center. Alright, so now we're talking about your shooting guard and your small forward. And maybe this is where Winslow's hybridness comes in handy. Because he gets to, and this is what I'm talking about, like, you get to learn from these guys. You get to learn from the Luol Dangs that's been in the playoffs God knows how many times. You, get, you know, even Drogic gets to learn a little bit from the organization of Miami, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosch. But you get to learn from a guy that I think he plays a lot alike. Winslow, you know, compared to Wade. So when I'm when I'm when I'm looking at this Heat team, I'm like, okay, yeah, Drogic, Wade, Dang, Bosch, Whiteside, and then you get to add a six man in Winslow and bring him along slowly, or a seven man, eight man, whatever. But you get to bring him along along slowly, and he gets to do that cross position between the small forward and shooting guard position, while you allow. Not only Lu, not only Dwayne Wade, but Luol Deng to both get some rest and hopefully take an ease off their body. No word on, no word on DeAndre Jordan. I think I've said that already. David West, Lamarcus Aldridge. Just know that David West doesn't want to go to New York. <laughs> Greg Monroe goes to Milwaukee, three years, fifty million. And listen, I told you about Milwaukee the other day. When I was when I was when I was talking about how I think that Derek Williams needed to leave Brooklyn. Listen, Jason Kidd is doing some things over there. And he has that team flourishing. Now you add a guy that you can anchor down the middle. And when I say anchor down the middle, I'm not talking about defensively. The only thing I'm thinking about him is a defensive anchor. The reason I wanted him so much, and I even thought about you know remember when I was talking, I, I even thought about having Millsap for this was. Just to have somebody every once in a while that you can throw the ball down into the low post and have them go to work down there 10 feet away from the basket, 12 feet away from the basket. Have somebody collapsible, somebody that can get easy easy two-pointers and not, and not always have to jack up these threes. Because cause isn't that what the NBA is coming to? If you can't score in the paint, then it's either the three-point shot, nobody's doing the mid-range. Except for, I think, probably the Knicks this year. <laughs> this is so funny to me. Kevin Love sticks with Cleveland. Five years. $110 million. As you see Cleveland... Like I said, I already mentioned this. As you see Cleveland starting to shake their stuff up. Dwayne Wade, one year, 20 mil. Danny Green, another San Antonio guy. Four years, 45 mil. Nine million. This took just nine. I'm sorry. Did I say nine million. <laughs> a little over eleven million. Yet. Just San Antonio consistently taking care of their guys. 
Now, what shocked me was DeMar Carroll going to Toronto, which is somebody else I thought the Knicks could get. Because he peaked. Listen, because I heard that he said he, he said he was interested in being a Nick. So if somebody's interested in being a Nick, how do you not get him? How do you not go out there and help? Because what I saw that you needed from, listen, if you, don't, if you haven't realized it yet, all of these guys are kind of the same thing. The reason Knicks fans were mad about the draft is because they passed the butt on a guy like Winslow. Because of what we knew we needed to address on, from that shooting guard position. Which is why, you know, hearing that Carroll wanted to be a Nick piqued interest because you're like, oh, okay then. This is a guy that can score some points, doesn't mind contact, plays defense. You know, he can help not only take a scoring load from off of Melo a little bit, but definitely take that defensive role off of him. But we miss up on him when we get Aaron to follow. So, man, two years, 16 mil. It's not going to hurt. It's not going to break the bank. That's two years. Salary cap goes up next year. We get a little, you know, we get something to to work with next year. Millsap stays with Atlanta. Brendan Knight, somebody else I mentioned that I thought that the Knicks could have possibly pursued. He stays with Phoenix for five years, seventy mil. As Phoenix starts to stop, as Phoenix starts to shape up their team as well, and going with life without Drogic, they get Marcus Camby, which. The reason I don't want DeAndre Jordan, but I, I I guess if that's all you like, if you have no more offensive big man left out there, I guess you're gonna have to go for for specialty guys now. If you don't have the all around kind of guy, you know. And like man, and I don't know. I'm kind of I guess. I... <laughs> yeah, you yeah. I'm not saying Monroe was even an all around guy. I, we've had Marcus Camby, not Marcus, but we had Marcus Camby too, but we've had Marcus Camby, we've had Tyson Chandler, we've had Samuel Dallenbert, oh, God, I remember these guys, <laughs> didn't butcher their names and stuff, so I know all too well of the positives and the negatives of having that makeup of big man. But it's still at the end of the day very limited. You're not scoring anything. He can't put his back to the basket and put up points. But their rim protection and their defense and their rebounding is just as valuable sometimes. And and I, and the one thing about it is if you are going to get a guy like that that is really just a defender, a rebounder, and a shot blocker, then I would prefer that it is somebody like what Tyson Chandler used to be, like a DeAndre Jordan is now. I'd rather be a guy that plays above the rim because then it makes that lob, that little entry lob, to get him an easy bucket a lot, you know, simpler. Reggie Jackson's still sitting out there, and I'm kind of curious to see what happens with him. You know, if he goes to, if he goes to, a, if they, if, listen, if I'm a team, I sign, I trade for him this year. If he, if, or I sign, give him an offer sheet, I do something with him. 
Reggie Jackson is too good of a talent just to be sitting out there waiting for phone calls. I'm sorry. His his name should be his his phone and his name should be buzzing. Wesley Matthews goes to Dallas. Once again, another <laughs> another Portland guy that's flying out of there. Thomas Robinson. Now, not for nothing, Thomas Robinson's another name that I kind of mentioned out there. Of a big man that I would like to have. Energy, rebounding, defensive. You know, if you get this guy to focus or, or if he's molded the right way, he can possibly be something profitable, worthwhile. You know, something that you can put onto the court and he not be and he not be in that negative column all the time. When we're talking about plus minuses, almost the same exact thing that I think about Derek Williams, who once again, once again, the Knicks are currently talking talking to. You see Monte Ellis, and I didn't want Monte Ellis either. He goes to Indy. He fits for Indy. I don't know how he fits for Indy, but he fits for Indy. <laughs> like, like, all these guys are players that I like. Like, I'm a fan of Monte Ellis. I just don't like undersized guards. And he's shoot happy. So, for somebody like Indiana, that... We... You... <sighs> He's better for Paul George than he is better for Melo. I guess that's the easiest way to say that. Monte Ellis is a lot better for Paul George than he is for Carmelo Anthony. Because of the fact that Paul George does take on a huge role of that defensive work. We've seen him tire at the end of games because of it. And them not have another option outside of dump it down low to the seven foot one Hibbert. Georgetown product. Like Greg Monroe. And maybe this is what I know about the Greg Monroe's. <laughs> you know, Georgetown product. But, so to have him, a guy, like another unconscious shooter, helps. It's like how J.R. Smith was great, is great for LeBron James in Cleveland, but hasn't really been that great for Camilla Anthony anywhere. See, never got it. They brought to help Melo from his former team. How many times you gonna do it? J.R. Smith, Aaron Afalo, Canyon Martin. How many? Huh? Butler stays with Chicago. Shumpert resigns with Cleveland. Draymond Green, five years, 85 mil. Brooke Lopez re-ups with Brooklyn. And maybe that's why I would like to see Robin Lopez there. Can you imagine having the two Lopez? And this is maybe why he is thinking about New, the New York Knicks. Maybe he wants to be close to his brother. Maybe, maybe that will be the ultimate motivation. Maybe the Knicks need to sell that. Like, yo, your brother's right there. <laughs> maybe, like, maybe you don't you don't want to play against him four times a year, but your brother's right there. You'll be close to family. Like, for two guys that are twins that have always been away from, you know, that grew up together, that now have been away from each other because of this basketball thing, they get to now live in the same city again. So I think he should do it. So. And the future Hall of Famer, Paul Pierce, goes to the Clippers. I think it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful on 
so many levels because he they DeAndre Jordan needs to quit playing. <laughs> he needs to quit playing and just go back to the Clippers. Look what they're doing. Like to get, I don't. I'm not a fan of Paul Pierce. Obviously, Knicks fan, Boston. Don't like him. Can, can I respect his game? Hell yeah, hell yeah. And where his game is at. It's a beautiful thing. I, it's the reason I, the reason I like Paul Pierce, or I, like, I think I can say like I enjoy following Paul Pierce move along, is because I see a lot of mellow in Paul Pierce. I see a lot of Paul, Paul Pierce in mellow. There we go. <laughs> I see a lot of Paul Pierce in mellow, and if mellow ever got his Kevin Garnett and his Ray Allen. And his Rajo Rondo, he'll be straight. You know, I mean, the best he got was a broken Stoudemire, an old Jason Kidd. Who else did I say? And a streaky J.R. Smith. You know, I can't move without. I can't move without the ball. What was his name? Jesus. <laughs> Knicks fans, we were in love with him. That 6'10 guy. They used to do the the discount double check every time he hit a three. See, but even he became famous from being in New York. So, when people say the lore of the garden isn't there anymore. You're right. It, 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 it is, but it isn't. So you're wrong. <laughs> like, you're dead wrong. The allure of the garden is always going to be there. It is still the basketball mecca. It's just not the basketball mecca for stars. And stars don't want to go there unless they're winning. But we don't need stars there when we're winning because we probably don't have any salary cap to sign them anyway. And to get us and to get a star there, we probably have to dump off half the team. Hmm, sounds familiar? Yeah. Kind of what keeps happening to us, Knicks. New Yorkers. Like, we really need to take the time to build. Like, they keep saying you don't have the time to build New York because... But listen, you need to do something. Like, the the bad losing has to stop. These next couple of days are going to be... They're fun. They really are kind of fun. Because these are the... Very much like the offseason for the NFL, these are your hopeful days, you know? These are your hopeful days that you can sit back and say, we just received a birthday present. <laughs> you know, like, this is like Christmas, your birthday, all of them, all in one. Everything starts all over again. It's like, it's, like, it's, your, it's like what your birthday is for you. Your birthday is your own personal New Year. Right? Don't, don't ever get it twisted. That's what your birthday is. Your birthday is your own personal holiday, and it's your own personal New Year. So this is what we get in the NBA right now. This is what we're getting in the NFL. We're, we're getting a birthday present. We're getting that new feeling again because now everybody's hopeful again. Like Even 17-win Knicks are hopeful again because we get to hope, we get to hope that we can make... We could turn 17 to 27, maybe. You know, but... We get all these guys back. So, yeah, we, we're going to get our gifts. Talking about birthdays and gifts, 
we're going to bring you our in-house special or our in-house segment of the show where the in-house port the in-house is is, is anything that I, that's kind of personal to me and you have to understand i have a lot of origins so <laughs> what could be personal to me could be anything it could be my personal life just people that i know it could be personal to me as far as my current location in south florida it may even be personal to me as far as what happens in my hometown of Brooklyn or New York. Or it could be personal to me as a soldier. So, you know, my in-house special <laughs> is, is really anything from local to worldwide. But it's more, they're more sentimental. Like, these are the things that, that are really tugging at my heart. First and foremost, I want to say happy birthday to my lovely niece. She turned 17 today. And I'm sorry, it wasn't today. It was yesterday. These two birthdays are for yesterday. But she turned 17, and she doesn't know how to drive yet. And we live in the South. Like, and we live in New York. Like, I didn't know how to drive until I turned 18. My, that's when I got my license. I just I didn't know how to drive. I just didn't get my license before that. I had been driving for a while. <laughs> well, at least getting my practice on, I should say. So, my niece turned 17, and there's nothing more that I want to do than go kidnap her and teach her how to drive. But before I even say that, also I want to say happy birthday to the lovely young lady I've been hanging out with, or I've gotten to know for the last couple of months, and it was her birthday too, Tanika, and we've been going ham since Wednesday, and it's not looking to stop anytime soon, like it just happens to fall on the 4th of July weekend, so this is what happens. Like, like birthdays are, are major for me in July, like if you understand, like when July starts, I know I don't stop celebrating. Because my birthday also falls in line as well. Like, my birthday's on the 17th. And every single year in the middle of July, I got me and one of, me and my very close friend. <laughs> and if you haven't listened to his podcast, you maybe you should. His name is Bobby Lewis, and his DJ name is DJ Scepter. And me and him throw this mega bash. Every single year, we get all, we, we find, we find, a, we find a local spot. And we find, we've, we had a, we've had this spot now for the last three years. And that's because we found a local spot that's kind of close for everybody, you know, that has no cover, and we get free reign of, the, you know, the, the facility. You know, we, we can decorate it how we want. We can invite who we want. We get DJ Zog, who's, who's, a, who's local down here. But he, he's, I guess he's kind of a local celebrity down here because he does all the local radio stations down here. So we get, we get DJ Zog to come out. He get, he get, gives us an hour and a half, two hours, you know, a two-hour session and just shows us all kinds of love. You know, that's so my boy Bobby doesn't have to work that night and DJ, but he can't help himself. And, he always, and he's always going to hop on the ones and twos for a little bit. <laughs> so while we're talking about birthdays and my niece, I want to show my niece how to drive, right? Because, this, listen, this one thing I really do hate about South Florida is that the driving down here is horrendous. But I'm not going to talk about the negativity of driving today and how nobody down here knows how to use their blinkers and doesn't realize that it helps people like me to know which way I need to go while I'm speeding past you. But I'm going to talk about something I've recently discovered and I, I, and I kind of want to challenge you guys to try this out. Try one day driving in the slow lane, but don't just drive in the slow lane. Go like 80, like 
Well, let's say, put it if, you're, if your speed limit is like 65, do like, see what happens when you do like 70, 75, 80 in the slow lane. I've been doing this lately, and can I tell you how much you realize how doing 80 and 85 in the slow lane, you watch all these people start speeding past you? Because watch what it does for the flow of traffic when the guy in the slow lane is doing 85 miles an hour. It makes everybody else, that's what I'm assuming, it makes everybody else feel like they're going slow. So everybody flies past me until I think they realize a little bit up the road when I, when I, when I catch up to them that, holy crap, we were doing 100 past that guy. <laughs> like, I, I start to wonder if I've, if I've unintentionally gotten some people tickets because of it. Because they see, they, they, they fly past me not realizing that I'm already flying. I, I can't stand to drive slow. Like, so let me tell you. Got my license at 18. Barely drove in South Florida. You know, when I got my license. Because I probably had it for about two, three months before I joined the Army. Drove in the Carolinas for a couple of years. But then, quickly, three whole years of driving in Germany. On the Autobahn. No speed limits. on the, on the the So basically, the Autobahn is their highway. So no speed limits on their highway. No real, no real speed limits on the local roads because... There are no cops on local roads to harass you. <laughs> all they have are those speed all those speed cameras. And once you learn where those are at, then you can speed everywhere else. So, yeah, I kind of have a heavy foot because of that. Also, very progressively. Or, you know what? I shouldn't say very progressively. Because that's not even the word I'm looking for. But... At least not in that particular order, because it makes no sense. <laughs> but I want to give my shout-outs to the San Antonio Spurs. Again, yes, San Antonio Spurs. I'm not going to stop talking about them. Because you see their progression consistently. And, and the way... Listen, when this NBA changes, you got to thank San Antonio Spurs for it. And when, 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 when the opportunities start to open up, you got to thank the San Antonio Spurs for this, ladies. Because the San Antonio Spurs are now allowing Becky Hammond to coach their summer league team. She, she should be coaching. Oh, yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm giving her kudos for that. I'm, or I'm giving them kudos for that. Because, yeah, man. Listen, that, that's where it starts. Like, she's going to have to get her breaks somewhere. And why not with the summer league? The summer league... Is gonna go to probably the D League team. She's not already coaching that. I don't think she is. I don't remember hearing that she was, because she's already assistant coach or one of the assistant coaches on the Spurs. Pretty soon she's gonna she's gonna be a head coach in this team on the, in this league. And if I'm, well, listen, Texas is happening in Texas, so that's a big market anyway. It's not Dallas, but Texas gets it gets its own spotlight continuously. And it's, and it's great that she's doing it in, I guess, the low-key portion of Texas that you can do these stuff. And it just, yeah, man. So, so, as, so as a soldier or as a, as a veteran, and for all the things that you constantly hear the San Antonio Spurs do for the troops, this is one form of troop, in, you know, that's going to give them their love, their, their kudos, their, their respect for what they've done. So, Spurs.
If you haven't noticed, that's currently the only sound drop I have. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> <Cheering> fans. <laughs> no, yeah. So, yeah, from one from one soldier, from one veteran to this key, this this staple of an organization, this cornerstone of an organization. Kudos to you to letting her coach that summer league team. I can't wait for the like. You understand, like. As a black man, let me let me let me let me use that. As a black male, growing up, right, there's one thing that I've always, like a few things I've always been looking forward to. Technology and inclusion. And part of the thing about technology because we need the world to shrink. So that we could become one combined earth. <laughs> like, so we could get on the same page. But technology helps the world shrink so that visib- so we get visibility not only into our own country, but also into the world. And that visibility starts holding people accountable. And it stops all the exclusion that keeps going on for unnecessary reasons. Gender race, skin tone, whatever it may be. So, I've always been a... F- and then, you know, growing up, you know, from a single-parent household, you know, and, you know, always not wanted my mother to be ever, ex- you know, excluded out of anything herself, you know, because whatever opportunities that she obviously got was going to benefit me growing up as a child. Like, I-, I knew this growing up. Like, I was very well aware of certain things growing up. Even though racism, like racism, didn't quite exist for me, as like really, really until I got to the Carolinas, because you know Brooklyn has that melting pot. You don't, you don't witness it really. Like everybody gets along, in a weird way. They, we function. <laughs> you know, it's not so predominant. It's not so in your face. Like that's what the South is like. They, they doesn't want to keep their racism in your face all the time, all the damn. Listen, listen. too lighthearted. We're not going to talk about this on our Fourth of July special. So. Staying in my in-house segment, I want to <laughs> pat myself on the back. I'm gonna give myself an attaboy award. Yeah, like this. This is something that we used to have in the military. We used to call it attaboy. Like you couldn't get an award. Like, like if for some reason, like you couldn't get an award for something. You couldn't get recognized. We were like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna put you in for an attaboy. What's an attaboy? Attaboy. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're like listen, we're we're unsensitive jackasses to each other in the military. Like it's just the most beautiful thing. Like people are so upfront. It's so <laughs> at least the people that 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 you you could be close with. Like when you get them people that you can just, it's just so refreshing. So I'm giving myself the attaboy for on the last show I was I was talking to you guys right and I told you that there was a couple of players that I thought had the same kind of DNA. And granted, that I told you that they did it at different levels. I still thought they all had the same makeup. There's some just do a little bit more. They're, they're able to give more. They're able to see. The, and it's probably more basketball IQ than it is physical capabilities. Because all of these guys are, are physical studs. And like I said, I was, I, was walking, I was sitting around talking to the boys. And they even threw a, threw a name in there that I'm like, yeah, you know what? I argued with them about it initially, but when I came home, I was like, you're right. So, what I'm talking about is that I, I called Draymond Green in the, in the same genetic makeup 
and I, and I have to say this that way so you understand that I'm not saying that these guys or these guys but they all but but listen all, all the guys I'm about to mention are all champions except for one and that's the one my, my boys brought up to me but Pippen said it he was like listen LeBron James is more like more like me than he is like Jordan or even like Magic I think he's even, oh, I guess he's like more like Jordan. I don't, I don't know if he mentioned magic. Let me not ad lib. Let me just stick to the words I know. He's more like me than he is than he is Jordan. Which is what I've been telling people that I've thought that LeBron James has always just been a better Pippin. Listen, LeBron James still isn't winning without Wade. I'm sorry, Wade is a three-time champ. LeBron James is a two-time champ. But he's so. It's, it's, and it's not a. Let me not bring that up. It's not because it's not a diss on LeBron James. It's just putting things in perspective. Like, I think Andre Iguodala is in that same DNA category of the LeBron James and the Scottie Pippins of the world. I said this already, six foot eight, you know, 220, 230 pounds, you know, physically physically imposing monster athletes of a guy, of, of, of a man that, that they're long, they're lengthy, they're athletic, they hustle. They give, these are the Swiss Army Knife this is what I call the Swiss Army Knife DNA. This is what these guys have. They have that versatility to their game and they know how to use it. Listen, I told you, even Draymond Green picked up a little bit of something to change his game when he was going to the basket when he started playing Cleveland and the other boys because he realized he just couldn't just muscle his way through there like he wanted to. So... <laughs> So, yeah, so when Scottie Pippen said said that, I was like, "Holy crap! I've been telling people this for years. I've been, I've been, I've been telling people this so much. Like, I feel like I'm gray in the face because I'm black. I can't turn blue." <laughs> like, part of my 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 weird humor, but technically correct until I was gray in the face. You know, just because of you know, like if you know how frostbite works, you know, like you know. You know, people with pigment that you know frostbite starts to turn gray and stuff. So I always tell, always tell people like, I turn gray in the face. I can't turn blue. Like you'll never see me turn blue. <laughs> I, I go gray. <laughs> but yeah, man. So when he said it, so the addition now to it is who we were talking about earlier with who the Clippers decided to sign. Because my boys, because and, and I'm gonna tell you how it started. Because when I mentioned this to my boys, like one of them came back to me and said, "Well, Draymond Green isn't really that dude. He isn't in that same category as Ingwadala, as Pippen, as LeBron James." And that's because when you hear it, you hear me comparing Draymond Green to to Andrew Ingwadala, LeBron James, and Scottie Pippen, and you're thinking, "Oh no, he's nowhere. He's a hothead. He's he's an emotional leader on that team." Yes, I, I'll give him. He has some mental breakdowns every once in a while, right? But it's not, it's, it's usually not in a way that it's greatly hurting that team. Because if that's the case, then you're calling him J.R. Smith. And he is far from J.R. Smith. You see? Like, and, and, and that's where... 
that, that's where I guess I was really, really... I, I started really getting offended by. It was, it was when they said that. So I'm like, no. No, 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 no. Hey, he is not that guy that you're talking about. Like, he is not that bad of a player. So who am I talking about? I don't know who I'm talking about. I do know. <laughs> so, yeah, I was happy. Real happy, real happy, real happy to hear that Pippen finally put it, you know, in perspective. Very much in perspective. For me. And I don't know if that's really for me more than it is for everybody else because that's what I was saying. And this is and, and, and this is the and and this was the point that I was really trying to get across to them is that these guys aren't the same the same player. I mean I, I like I'm not or I shouldn't say the same player. I'm not saying that they're the that they're the same caliber of player because that's and that's and that's what that's what separates them is the caliber of God and it's Lance and so they said like oh Draymond Green is Lance Stevenson I'm like no to call to call Draymond Green Lance Stevenson to call him as bad as Lance Stevenson I don't even think Lance Stevenson is that bad like they're talking about the blowing in the air and stuff yeah Lance Stevenson loses Cooper but if 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 I had to rank them like Jail Smith is the worst out of all of them Lance Stevenson has way too many shenanigans that I would like. I don't see Draymond Green being as being anywhere in the same category as those guys. As Lance Stevenson or J.R. Smith. But I will give you this about Lance Stevenson, which which Lance Stevenson is another one of those guys. And that kinda has that same DNA. This is all it, it is what I said. It, the, the switch is is the mental is, is, is the is the mental game, is the mental capacity that they have, the mental maturity. Like, I'm sorry, Andrew Lingadala's always been um Always been a mature, a mature player. So is Scottie Pippen. So is LeBron James. You see the success that they have. Draymond Green could be a little hot-headed, but more than anything, his his emotions is what helps drive that team. And nobody knows, nobody understands an emotional guy that helps your team more than Steve Kerr. He had Rodman. So. Now added to my category because I'm hoping that Lance Stevenson takes his opportunity not only to learn from Doc Rivers but to also learn from Paul Pierce and excel his game to the next point because we saw glimpses of it in Indiana. He can be an 18-6-6 six, six guy. Six rebounds, six assists, and a steal. He can be that guy. And he can create his own shot. So you, you look at what Clippers are doing as they're, as they're looking for guys that, they're, that they can't find or... As they're looking for more weapons, now we're talking about Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and like I said, like DeAndre Jordan just needs to go back. But now you get Jamal Crawford. You have Jamal Crawford now that can get his own shot, but you don't have to worry about him now being the only guy that can create his own shot. Now you add Lance Stevenson. He could create his own shot. Now you add Paul, the, the truth, Paul Pierce, and he could create his own shot. And now the Clippers start looking like the Clippers that we were envisioning to go, you know, to, to make a run in the finals. This last section is what, is what I'm going to call the drop zone. Yeah. In the military, we have a drop zone. Now, this, this is going to be a, several things. 
this is what I want. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna hold some feet to the fire on this one. And there is no other professional foot as that I want to hold to the fire more than I want to. And I want to do is an ESPN right now. And this is also one of them things that I I really really hope as we now just break into an hour. I really hope gets to the right people to to hear. As you hear me talking about the progression that the San Antonio Spurs are making, and me even wanted to teach my niece how to drive. You understand? Like, that's my oldest niece. She's 17. I have a younger niece that's four. And she loves her uncle. And her uncle loves sports. She loves her father. Her father loves sports. Listen, this kid does push-ups, she wants to do pull-ups, she runs track and field, she plays basketball. The only problem that I have is that when I turn on a when I turn on a women's basketball game, the first thing out of her mouth is, oh, we're watching the boys playing basketball. And I'm like, no. These are the women playing basketball. And every time I have to say every time I have to remind her that women play sports. ESPN. Women play sports. So this is for you. You have an ESPNW website. Why don't you have an ESPNW channel? And listen, I'm, I, and I'm hoping that this comes off as clear as, as I needed to because I had this written down and wherever this was written down at no longer exists. But I've had this on my mind and as a forethought for so long. I shouldn't say for so long. For about two years now since my niece has been two. And for that one day, I was trying to go find anything anything that resembled a female sport. And I couldn't find it to show her. And I'm actually, I'm kind of upset I forgot to record the Serena Williams game earlier today that she just won. So, yay. <laughs> also, so, ESPN, you have all of this, net, you call yourself the word, the, the, the word wide leader of sports but yet I don't see you taking the initiative to be the world the world wide leader in women sports and and, and it's and it's touching me again because not only does it touch close to home with my own niece I'm hearing the last couple of days the story of the women's soccer team that has to live with Jeff, with Jeff Van Gundy if you want women's sports to progress in this in this country ESPN, you're gonna have to be that leader. You are gonna have to be that leader. You have an ESPNW website, make an ESPNW channel. Do it. You already have the SEC channel just to show old college games that I happen to watch and see an old Florida versus Ohio State game. <laughs> yeah, keep it a little bit local again. But no. And listen, I'm not, I'm not just gonna say it just to say it. I'm, I'm gonna tell you a couple of solutions. You have, during these slow time periods, as when I skim through ESPN, I catch cheerleading competitions. I catch track and field events. Listen, you have even had the audacity to start color commentating video games. Are you kidding me? And you don't have an ESPNW yet? Stop it. Take the cheerleading competitions off of ESPN. Off of ESPN. Take all of these other women programs that you have off of regular ESPN. 
start an ESPNW channel. I'm watching his and hers. I'm, I, I forget her name. I'm in, I'm in love with this this, this short hair girl. <laughs> you know, you have enough women commentators. You have the Jamel Hills. You have her. I, I see them all over the place. I know they're there because you wouldn't have an ESPNW website if you didn't. Stop playing. Take all of those programs that you have on, on your regular ESPN that have anything to do with women. Start an ESPNW um, um, television show or channel. You have, enough, you have enough reporters. You have enough commentators. You have enough anchors. You have enough production people, period, to do it. Who cares if you may lose money? You're going to gain money all in all because guess what you do? When you take all of those programs off of regular ESPN and you put them on ESPNW, guess now what happens? Now you freed up all of those time slots. I, listen, I know somebody here has had to think about this already. Like, why has this not been presented? Why has this not gone through? You get to, when you take all, those, all of those off, you get to now sell all those new time slots that you took off your regular ESPN channels, your ESPN News, your ESPN2, your e whatever. You have, you have all these ESPN channels. You don't have an ESPNW. Also, you get new contracts. Listen, go sign up women's golf if you can. Go sign for the go sign to get the, the women's tennis contract if you can. But you know who you can definitely help? You can help women's soccer. You can help the WNBA. You can be the worldwide leader to promote women's sports and start getting these female athletes paid correctly. Stop getting them highlighted and celebrated in the same in the same light that we do our men, our men athletes. Because listen, for as a as some as a person that has had to put their body through a physical toll and not get any recognition for it, I can understand what these women athletes are doing to their bodies. So, and watching their male counterparts become multimillionaires. You know, being being able to buy boats and buy yachts. You know, Dwayne Wade. You know, waiting to get his contract signed, and he's over there sipping tea. You know, with LeBron James and 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 Gabrielle Union, and God knows where. And we have our women soccer players that are about to be gold medal winners because they just advanced. Living with families during this during their regular season just because they because they don't they just don't get paid anywhere they don't get paid from their league they don't get paid by 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 the by the olympic committee actually they, they have to fork over money to bring back their medals so espn from a soldier to a man to, to from a black man from however you want to look at it you, you have the resources. You guys have the resources. And you have the stage. Start being accountable. Like, like you guys always want to hold people accountable. Start being accountable. Do, take your own advice. Be the worldwide leader again. Do, some, do it again. Make, make, make us fall. Make, get a whole new generation of people. And a whole new... And a whole new gender to fall in love with ESPN. I hear your radio stations. You have women callers. You know. Think about it. Like the, the, I, 
you know, listen, the NFL knew what they would like. You gave kudos to the NFL for targeting their women, like targeting their female, their female audience. Why haven't you? Why haven't you? Also, I want to make a couple of corrections from the last show. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I listen to all my old pro. I listen to all my programs. I listen to them constantly. I may be the only reason why my why my podcast or even have playbacks right now, but it is done obviously for a lot of reasons to help to help me to to know what I'm. I don't know how I sound to you guys, so I listen for little things that I need to correct. One of the things I realized I needed to correct, I have been butchering first names. Of people that I know, like you saw it today, even with Lance Stevenson calling him Sean Livingston, <laughs> you know. So I've been butchering names lately, and during my whole podcast the other day, I just this is a real quick question corrections. I kept on calling Jerry and Grant Harvey Grant, and I don't know which son he is of, whether it's Horace or Harvey, but that's Harvey is either his uncle or his father. So I apologize, Jerry, and you know, and. I don't know why I called Michael Rappaport David Rappaport. Like, I don't even know where that came from, you know? But, yeah, those are my only two corrections. Jeremy and Grant, Michael Rappaport, you need to correct those. Now, I hope you enjoy your 4th of July. We are going to sit here, we're going to sit back and watch as the free agency decides to, as, as it starts to clean up and we start to finalize. Remember, we still have some days now. We have about seven days before anything is done. So, this is going to be an exciting time. We're going to finish up this exciting time period. And here as all these names potentially go to all these teams. And during our next show, I may or I may not go football heavy. But we are going to talk about these current suspensions. Antonio Gates and his steroids. Richardson being dumb enough to fail another piss test. That opens up an opportunity for that rookie that the Jets have to get some playing time. Thank you once again for listening to the Mighty Sports Minute. I, again, am your host, Talon Taylor. Remember to party hard, enjoy everything, remember nothing. <laughs> <laughs>